Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. I try to live my life, live my life every day. Keep out of strife. Come what may I try to do unto others as I'd have them do to me. But it can't be done for everyone and now it's plain to see. This is the uh, 0.5 episode of Conspiracy Underground News Team. I almost screwed it up again because I just got done listening to the intro. You guys are going to laugh. I'm leaving it in. I'm leaving it in. And this is only Patreon exclusive. So there's no need to plug Patreon. There's no need to, well, I mean, go Pure Pet Wellness. Go there, you know, and go get our Conspiracy Soap kind of sold out right now but we're getting flavors back or scents however you want to call it if you want to eat them or use it to wash whatever i flubbed this entire entire intro up and it's the second time i ever did usually it just flows right off i was trying to incorporate you patreons into in, into it instead of just saying, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back. I, w- I was like, hey, Patreons, welcome, you know, because Cump.5 is for you. No interruptions, only for you. So spread the word. If you want others to get the Patreon, it's five bucks a month, okay? That's like half the price of a pack of cigarettes. And most people smoke more than one pack in a day, so... There you go. Or Starbucks. Who, who knows if you're not even a smoker. But sit back and enjoy this. Ryan and I had fun 
doing what we always do on Cunt. And uh, yeah, so we we get to see you next Tuesday and Thursday. And I hope you enjoy this. And I hope you get some good, decent laughs out of my half-retarded ass. Okay? Just putting it out there. <laughs> I'm normal. I'm human just like you guys are. So enjoy this. And uh, hopefully it becomes a weekly thing. Uh, let me know your feedback uh, if you if you like it. And if you like two doses of the Kunt Kunane uh, Conspiracy Underground News Team. Or if you don't. I mean, if you only want the one, okay, cool. But if you like two, let me know. Let me know either way. So sit back and light a cigarette. Because Kunt is cheaper than a pack of cigarettes. So we sent the truck out to pick up the container. I rolled out there and uh, took the box up and uh, started pulling it up. And uh, it, it was so heavy, it, just, uh, it broke, the, broke the winch. And we couldn't get it off the trailer, so we had to leave it on the trailer because it was too heavy. So I was asked by Nick to have a crew go down and unload the container at the other yard. I got a radio call that uh, from Ron Gillette, the foreman, and he said the men were throwing up and there was something really wrong. One of them fell down and hit me right in front of my feet. And it was opened up, and there it was. Yeah. It was a mutilated body. And the more closer I looked at it, it was a human body. And when I came to work the following day, I uh, I saw it myself. I couldn't believe it. And just, you know, just little baby babies, you know, just all quarter pieces. My hands chopped off, arms, legs, you know, just, it just makes you sick. See something like that. Well, really, it's just, you know, it makes you want to cry when you see something like that. Starting at the very front of this container, it was just wall clear to the ceiling and clear to the sides, filled with. I really don't want to witness it again. Not, not what I saw. Well, as the supervisor for the county of Los Angeles, we found out through the, through the media that 17,000 infants had been, uh, stored in a container. So we asked for an investigation by the district attorney in the coroner's office. We found approximately 190 were over 20 weeks of age. I think some as, as long as, uh, as old as 25, 27 weeks. Uh, Mr. Antonovich contacted Mr. Gutierrez. Glenn Wong is a funeral director for a major Los Angeles mortuary. Uh, asked us uh, to go ahead and handle the burial of the fetuses. How I came involved was uh, they were asking if it were possible to have anyone photograph these fetuses. And I so happened to be also a photographer. How many fetuses were actually involved in the autopsy? Uh, there were approximately about 40, 44, uh, if I'm correct. And why were the autopsies performed? Well, they were to find out why um, or what was the reason of the cause of death. That wasn't apparent? Um, apparently not. No, I've seen some of these fetuses, and believe me, they were apart. So there were some where the... Uh, eyes were bulging and somewhere the, uh, chest cavity was ripped open. I do remember one was where I saw my hand and the feet all apart. So it was kind of like the hands were intact, the feet were intact, and everything else was more like, uh, just a little puffery, a little of everything. And that, that was it. That kind of turned me. Here we 
see the abortionist stretching the cervix very wide open. Dr. John Wilkie, now, who with his wife Barbara, authored The Handbook on Abortion, described the dilation and extraction method used to abort many of the fetuses. That without any anesthetic, the abortionist reaches up into the womb and seizes part of the body of the baby, usually a leg or an arm, twisting and tearing, tears it off and away from the body of the baby. The baby, feeling pain, does not have any anesthetic. Bleeding is extreme. The abortionist returns in there with this grasping pliers-like instrument, tearing more parts of the body away, snapping the spine, and finally the mechanical problem is to get the skull out, and so he usually has to crush the skull in order to bring it out. We had a court order that we would allow us to bury these infants, being a humane act. And the ACLU comes in again saying that uh, this is just uh, tissue, uh, we want to incinerate them, and there's no need for a burial. We got, because if you had a burial, somehow that's going to create a problem. Problem for whom? And at that time, I think everybody there realized this was wrong, that it, that it was really wrong. I could, everybody standing there felt that way. Even the coroner's office, I could sense that they were treating this like it was, they were dead people, and they are dead people. That's, that's the way everybody treated it. Evidently, the ACLU doesn't feel that way. And then transferred it all into the, to the original container. And as I understand, it's still up in a county yard someplace. Is it refrigerated? No, it's in a steel container. And how long, do you have any idea how long it'll be there? I don't know, but it's been two years now. So it, who knows? Although the discovery of 17,000 fetuses in a trash container is not an everyday occurrence, it is an event that should surprise no one. For every three days, an equivalent number of fetal children are disposed of in this country. 17,000. Isn't that wild? Our story concerns a... It's like a horror movie. Like, I, you know, you can tell that it's, you can tell that it's old yeah. footage. Um, and yeah, it's sad. I probably should have given a better warning of the content here because we we just went from joking to like straight into that. Well, I'm but, gonna um, I'm gonna be honest with you, Ryan. We we went from joking and you played this old clip. I was actually kind of waiting for a punchline. I, I really was. Hey, yeah, there's not one. No, there isn't. Now here here's where here's where my pushback comes. Part of me thinks that's a propaganda film. I'm sure it is, but still, like, I mean, the numbers, 17,000 abortions. Well, that doesn't matter. I mean, like, we, you know, if it was 33,000, I could see that. But, like, what is the significance of the 17? Q, the, anytime, anytime, look back, anytime there's a big number where there's, uh, even way before Q was even mentioned, it's always 17 people or 17,000 or 17 million. You know what I mean? They always use that 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 number. I'm not a a fan of abortions at all. And I don't want people to think just because I'm pushing back that I support abortions. Yeah. I think that I think whoever performs an abortion should be fucking shot on sight. You're murder you're murdering somebody. Um but I got the the feeling that that was maybe kind of put together from maybe uh a religious group that hey, oh, yeah. let, let's let's you know come on we're, we're pro-life type group we 
obviously need to get the word out there that abortion is bad. You know, thank you, Margaret Sanger. Uh, Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Um, left love her. But I, I don't know. I, I I just don't like propaganda type films or, or, or news stories. Just because I, I feel like they, they kind of play on a, a, a pulling on your heartstrings in a, in a kind of a nefarious way you know what i mean like a like a not maybe not nefarious but just kind of like you know you, you could have done it in not such a kind of slimy way if that makes sense yeah i don't see i mean like i was saying it seems like that could be from a movie but i don't see something like that as slimy or or um you know underhanded techniques or anything to try to get people to think like this is horrible stuff okay um that's I don't see it like that because you know at the end of the day we should kind of I think err on the side of the rights of an unborn child that's just my thought absolutely because the 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 process that he's describing that doctor there it is accurate like they when the baby is bigger they're like having to break it the child up into pieces and you know I don't I don't think that the kid feels anything at that point because I don't remember a damn thing you know from when I was in inside my mother you know what I mean but that doesn't matter you know it's still it's still like if i was aborted you may not you may here. not have a memory but you still feel pain you still have your pain receptors you still have your nervous system just because you don't remember it doesn't mean you didn't feel it you, you know what i mean yeah, i mean so supposedly that's the case right so like that's what's kind of um that's what's kind of sad about the whole thing is that you know, just the process is brutal, man. And then when they talk about it this way, it really does seem like more child sacrifice. Like oh. it's gone on at the top of society for, you know, since the, the dawn of time. That's my uh, for whatever reason. Favorite line in the movie Nefarious is when he breaks down the whole abortion thing. And I, I get it. Some people that watch that movie, like Thomas, just saw it, you know, because he's he's atheist or what have you. Just saw it as, oh, more propaganda or whatever. But they were doing this from the time of Moloch, you know. It, it even even the South Americans did human sacrifice, baby sacrifices, you know. And then every society has every society has. And then you kind of get into, and I know this is kind of a little bit of a stretch, but kind of get into the cannibalism, where you're you're eating the body of Christ and drinking the blood of Christ. Like that's yeah, still human that's sacrifice, like. It's just weird. Yeah, I, I feel that uh, same exact way about uh, eating the blood of Christ and drinking the blood or eating the flesh and drinking the blood. It's like, why are we doing that? Yeah. You know, kind of weird. Um, I don't know, man. Yeah, it, to me, I see what you're saying because I thought that same thing. I was like, is this a scene from a movie? You know right. what I mean? Like, it seems like it could be because I watch realistic movies like that where it's like it's very confusing sometimes to know what's a what's a hollywood movie or a you know a hollywood adjacent movie versus like what's reality that that could be some propaganda for sure but the message i think is there realistically yes. um whether it's you know q shit or not 
I think that yeah, um, ACLU is pretty rough, pretty pretty tough to support those guys. And then you know Southern Poverty Law Center, all those same kind of similar groups. And then just like the people that wear T-shirts are talking about how great abortion is. You know what I mean? Like, what a weird thing. Like that'd be like me wearing a shirt that says like fuck Palestine you know what I yeah. mean or fuck Israel or something like that it's just like there's no sensitivity to the other side I'm not one to be sitting here talking about how everyone needs to be sensitive about everyone else's feelings but there is a line that is crossed when someone wears I, I saw this crazy bitch wearing a I've had 28 abortions uh-huh. t-shirt it's like what the, the fuck is your problem how about you close your really fucking upset. legs how about close your fucking legs or get on birth control or use a fucking condom? Condoms don't feel good. I'll go back to my normal I, point. I, yeah, get I, your tubes tied. I, yeah, well, yes, there you go. Get your tubes tied. Now, however, I will say it's hard for a girl that says, especially if they're young, I want I, I just want my tubes tied or I want a hysterectomy because I never want to have kids. They're not going to do it. Doctor, no, uh-uh, because... Uh, we we want that potential of you having a baby so we can, you know, get some money out of you. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know, man. It's just I the the message of that clip I think is very relevant, whether yes. it's real or not. Um it's like I thought the same thing. I thought it was like this is a propaganda piece, this is a movie possibly, but I still think that it's wild. And if that's true, with seventeen thousand kids being aborted in the United States, which doesn't seem out of the realm of possibility. 17,000 kids aborted in the U.S. That's that's tragic, man. So, yeah. And I'm yeah, sure the number's stuff. much higher now because that looks like that looked like it took place in like maybe 80s. late 70s, 80s, somewhere in there. Yes, sir. I'll kick it off to you for a little bit, though, if you got some things that you want to share. Yeah, let me let me look at my uh, tick of my talk because I like my tick of my talk. Tick tock. Tick tock. I got some, I got um, some TikTok clips as well. I will, I just want to play this, this just just because it, I didn't get where where they were going with this until the very end. The rest of the story. It was a patent medicine available to the public in the early 1830s. Doctor Miles Compound. What was this medicine supposed to have cured? Well, according to Dr. Miles, just about everything. Now, wait a minute. Only a year or two before, maybe three, there was a substance many physicians considered poisonous. And this was the same substance, essentially, that Dr. Miles was using in his compound. Yesterday's poison, tomorrow's panacea. History recalls virtually nothing about Dr. Miles personally. He may or may not have been an accredited medical doctor. He would not... Have to have been, of course, to get his name on a bottle. So what in the world was this stuff he was peddling? Life or death or something in between? Well, as it turned out, Dr. Miles was a medical pioneer. He had taken something which not long before had been considered poisonous. He had put that something in a bottle. He had sold it as a medicine. And what do you know? The medical community agreed that Dr. Miles' compound was indeed good for you. There was a Dr. Bennett, for example, professor of midwifery, hygiene, and acclimatement at Lake Earl Medical College. This Dr. Bennett was most enthusiastic about Dr. Miles' potion. It was among the most powerful deobstruents available, Bennett said. 
For certain liver disorders, it was perhaps the most effective and the least harmful agent known. It would prevent bilious attacks. It was a remedy for dyspepsia. It would counteract diarrhea. And here was the boldest of Dr. Bennett's claims. It made people less susceptible to cholera. By the mid-1830s, these medical indications were widely accepted among physicians, and the mysterious Dr. Miles, a man we shall never know, was one of the first to recognize the beneficial effects of this substance, this something once labeled deadly. Dr. Miles' compound went on the market in the early 1830s. Sixty years would pass before anybody would suspect the existence of it. Forces are the same that burn crosses. Some of those that work forces are the same that burn crosses. Some of those that work forces are the same that burn crosses. Some of those that work forces are the same that burn crosses.
At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.